Welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy, and for the next 45 minutes, I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value, and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by James Caps. James, it's a pleasure to have you on the show again. How have you been this past week? Yeah, very well, thank you. I had my annual useless Grand National meeting on Saturday, but apart from that, all good, thank you. Fantastic. Also, last but certainly not least, is Jamie Brown. Jamie, another weekend, another Tottenham win. How are you feeling after victory over Villa? Yeah, Dan, all, all feeling very good after that. Um, you know, an incredible weekend for Spurs, of course, and Man United dropping points, West Ham dropping points, and then, of course, Arsenal suffering that defeat as well. So, yeah, a big weekend for Spurs. Of course, we got the three points as well. Uh, but I think that the race of the top four now is really interesting. I think there's still plenty of twists and turns left, but uh, no, Spurs are in a great position right now. They really are. Whether it's a two-horse race, we'll have to wait and see. But as you say correctly, so many other teams drop points. Well, basically, from a Spurs point of view, everyone else dropped points. The perfect weekend from that point of view. Right, let's move on from the, any top four chat. There's more of that later. The intros are out of the way, so let's get down to business. And of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips and insight. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the Odds On podcast hashtag and who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. OK, where should we start first? Let's get up for the cup and go to Wembley. James, after the draw in the heavyweight league clash, there has to be some form of winner in the FA Cup eliminator. So how do you see this one panning out between Man City and Liverpool? I think whenever this game comes around, it's a bit of a coin flip, really. And with it being a neutral venue, I don't feel overly committal in terms of picking out a result. I thought Liverpool were... A bit unfortunate that the Etihad had on another day, I think, they're winning that game. So I'm inclined to side with them once again this weekend. They're odds against to get through to the final by any means as well, including extra time and penalties. And they're a better price to do that than City are to win in 90 minutes. And this game could easily go the distance again. So I fancy Jurgen Klopp and Co for this one at 6-5 to five to qualify. That's a very tempting price. I'm just leaning towards a draw. Obviously, there has to be a winner at some point. But I think, as you say, toss of a coin. Nothing could split them on Sunday. You know, I'd assume Liverpool will be all right in the Champions League. You should never really assume, but they play Benfica tonight on Wednesday. City have a tougher tie in Madrid. Who knows, extra time might be lurking somewhere. But I just feel after 90 minutes, it's going to be, here we go again, another 30 at least. But Jamie, if we take a quick look back at Sunday and the context of the Premier League race, City still lead by a point. They're still the bookmakers' favourites. Do you think avoiding a loss to Liverpool was the most important hurdle for them? Or can you see another twist in the title tale? Yeah, look, I, I, as you said, I think that point from them was, was fantastic to kind of maintain that lead over Liverpool. Obviously, yes, it is only one point, but uh, I mean, this is Man City. It's very difficult to see where they're actually going to drop points in the rest of the season. I think they've got a, a much more favourable run in than, than compared to Liverpool. Um, I think that Wolves and West Ham are the only two teams in the top half they've got left to face. And, you know, you'd think those are two matches they can definitely win. Liverpool now, of course, they have you know, little to no room for, for error now with Man United, Everton and Spurs. 
Spurs coming up as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think that was a big point for Man City on the weekend. It was obviously maybe not no not quite as exciting for from a neutral point of view, seeing a draw. I think you know it would have been nice to have seen a winner and and kind of have like a maybe a really decisive turn in that in the title race. But uh, no, obviously a draw is is definitely more favourable for Man City. And as for this weekend's cup action, James, we saw four goals at the Etihad between the two juggernauts last weekend. Will it be as plentiful on Saturday or will cup football be a little more cagey? I think we're even more likely to get goals this time. The FA Cup, clearly not a priority for either of the big sides. So they're perhaps more inclined to play with a little more verve while chucking caution in the air and volleying it into Rose Z. The bookies really have priced us out of over 2.5 goals at just better than 1-2, to two, but... Over 3.5 at 7-4 is worth a play and over 4.5 as well is worth a small wager, I think, at 9-2. to two. Well, staying on the topic of goals, Jamie, Mo Salah has only scored one goal in five Premier League matches. He'll probably be glad that competition is parked for a few days at least. What odds can you give me on the Egyptian breaching the City defence this weekend? Yeah, again, I'm not sure. I think last week we kind of discussed Mo Salah maybe scoring first or scoring against Man City in the Premier League match. And I think we saw his form. It wasn't maybe he wasn't kind of the best time to kind of back Mo Salah to score. As you said, he's kind of in a really poor run at the moment. But anyway, he's he's 11 to two to score first. He's either or six to four to score at any time. Um, but for me, I'm I'm again looking at De Bruyne. Of course, he did score on the weekend, and he's been a great run of form recently. Um, in front of goal, he's got six in his last six um, in all competitions. So um, for me, I think De Bruyne is maybe the player to look out for. He's seven to one to break the deadlock, and uh, I quite like the look of that, especially as I said, given the form that he's in. Right, so one of those two teams will be the first name in the FA Cup final setup. The other one. Is on Sunday, so let's focus on the other semi-final now. Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. And James, although the Eagles are the rank outsiders to lift the trophy, what odds would you put on them getting the better of their London rivals? Is this a bet that takes your interest? Uh, I maybe would have done if Chelsea held on at the Bernabeu in midweek, but now it's their only chance for a trophy. I think they'll get this semi over the line. Palace will certainly give them a game, and I think we're probably in for a pretty tight, scrappy affair that they'll be looking to take to extra time and perhaps penalties, but... Chelsea have a quite brilliant record against their fellow Londoners. They've won all of the last nine meetings, including the league double. So I think this one has a Chelsea win written all over it. Well, I don't know. Magic of the FA Cup, there's always a twist somewhere. Maybe I'm being a bit romantic here, but maybe we have to consider Chelsea's extra 30 minutes in Madrid on Tuesday night. It might play into their hands, but I guess that has to be counterbalanced with no Conor Gallagher for Crystal Palace. So, Jamie, Chelsea's demise may have been slightly exaggerated after their 6-0 win over Southampton. A lot of people sort of rubbing their hands with glee and thinking, oh, a loss to Brentford, a loss to Real Madrid, it's all falling apart at Stamford Bridge. That's not really the case. Obviously, a win at St Mary's, they played really well at the Bernabeu. They won 3-2, but, of course, didn't proceed. So, in terms of that being the perfect tune-up, Southampton, or even, really, Madrid as well, the question is, who starts an attack this time round? Because you've got Werner, Havertz... Lukaku, what's going to be the shape come Sunday? Yeah, look, just in terms of an outcome, I think Conor Gallagher, that's definitely a big loss for them. So um, for Crystal Palace, we kind of saw his performance against Arsenal, how crucial he was in terms of getting that result for them. So that's a massive loss to them. And as James pointed out, of course, it is their only chance to win a trophy now for Chelsea. So I think they'll be definitely well up for it. But um, now I'm in Tuchel, he's kind of uh, looked to a new system. Of course, they did lose 4-1 to Brentford, so he had to change it somehow. 
Um, he looks to have swapped to a kind of a 3-5-2 with, um, I think, Mount just playing behind Werner and Havertz. So, and and that, that seems to have really clicked. We've seen uh, Mount score three in these last two games. We've seen Werner get three as well. Havertz also scoring. So um, I, th- I think we'll kind of see the, the, pretty much the same lineup. I think we'll see, as I said, Werner and Havertz up front with, with Mount probably playing in behind them. But um, yeah, I mean, Havertz, he's a guy who scored a lot of big goals for Chelsea. So um, in terms of maybe the goal scoring mark, he's definitely one to kind of keep an eye on. Well, let's stay on the topic of Conor Gallagher because obviously, James, he won't be in midfield. So that's going to hamper Patrick Vieira's attempts at building a supply line to the likes of Wilf Sahar. Is there anything in the way of a handicap bet for Palace that highlights a little bit of value before the weekend? Potentially. In a league game, I might be more inclined to go down that road. But with it being a cup semi-final, Palace will be keen to stay in the game as long as possible. We've also got a Chelsea side, not quite at its freshest after two hours of football against Real Madrid in midweek. So you could perhaps forgive them if a few of their guns aren't quite blazing this weekend. I think it'll probably be a slender 1-0, 2-0 jump. So my vote instead will go to Chelsea to nil, which was a winner in both of the league meetings between the two this season. You can get that at 13-8. to eight. Interesting. With that said, Jamie, obviously Palace are going to want to stay in the tie for as much as possible. They'll definitely want to stay in the tie at the end of 45 minutes. How do you see that panning out by the time the referee blows for the interval. What's your bet in terms of interesting things there? Yeah, well, I, I think this one will actually be slightly more clear-cut now. Um, I think I can kind of see Chelsea, you know, really, really kind of going for this one on the weekend. As you said, it is literally their only chance to win a trophy now. So I think they'll be bang up for it. And they just seem to be coming into a back, you know, into a bit of form now. Of course, that was probably their best performance of the season uh, against Real Madrid on, on Tuesday evening. Um, they've, of course, as we just mentioned, they've found that new system that's working really well for them. Palace, they are also just coming off the back of a defeat to a, a fairly poor Leicester side. So, um, I, I think Chelsea will probably just about comfortably win this, um, and I think they're the seven to two to win both halves. So I think for me, if I was to go to a halftime result or you know that that looking along those lines, I think uh, Chelsea to win both halves at seven to two is is quite a good shout. I think that's a very good shout actually. And of course, whoever wins moves on to the final in May. We need to move on now because we're going bet building, and this week we're going to focus on Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. Now, last week, we were just a little short on goals. We got the anytime goal scorer, Mane, and the corners. Admittedly, I went far too high, 14. I think that was about five. So, unfortunate, we are so close to getting our first bet builder over the line. Let's see if Wembley treats us well this weekend. So, James, I'll start with you. Once again, I'd like an anytime goal scorer from you, please. Yeah, well, never thought I'd actually say this, but Thibaut Werner is in pretty good form, so I'm going to go for the German to find the net here. He scored in three in his last two. He's played well against Real Madrid as well, and he looks a decent bet at 9-4 to four to find the net here. Very interesting indeed. And, Jamie, I'd like a over-under on the goals once again. What have you got? Well, as, as we just mentioned there, of course, Timo Werner, he is coming into form. Chelsea's attack seems to be in form. They've scored a lot of goals recently, as have Palace. They've got eight goals in the last three matches. Um, Chelsea, they've got nine in the last two as well. So um, they're both sides that are full of goals. So uh, I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals. He's gone over 2.5 goals. And this week for corners, as I say, I went far too big last week. So I'm going to temper that a little bit and go for the start of double figures. I'll go for a nice round 10 in terms of corners. Okay, then just to recap, we've got Timo Werner, anytime goal scorer. We've got over 2.5 goals at Wembley. We've got no more than 10 corners. All that together, odds of 6 to 1. You put £5 in, you get £35 back if our bet builder gets over the line. And this week, we really hope it does. 
Right, before we scoot around some more Premier League action, let's take a trip north of the border, as there's also Scottish Cup semi-finals. So two derby encounters, you get one each. James, you have the Edinburgh portion. Who comes out on top between Hearts and Hibernian? Well, on one hand, you've got a Hearts side that had an excellent season, really, and they've been by far and away the best of the rest when you take the old firm duo out of the equation. Well, Hibernian season has just dribbled to a halt over the last few months. It's just three wins inside 90 minutes since Boxing Day for Hibs, while Hearts were unbeaten in seven and beat the local rivals pretty comfortably in the Edinburgh derby just a week ago. So Hearts winning 90 minutes at 21-20 to 20. looks like one of the bets of the weekend for me. OK, then, if Hearts are going to be in the Scottish Cup final, Jamie, you get the Glasgow portion. Can Rangers stop Big Andy's men from getting a potential treble at the end of this Scottish season? Yeah, I think you've got to make Celtic the slight favourites for this one. I think they're 27 games unbeaten in the league, so they're kind of on this a really good run of form um, just in general. And then, of course, we've already seen Celtic. They've won twice against Rangers this season. So, you know, definitely got the edge there. They did just win 7-0 on the weekend. So, as I said, they did, they just come into this one in fantastic form. Uh, I think another thing as well, Rangers, they are in European action this week. They've got a big game against Braga in that second leg. So, you know, I think that that will slightly play a part in it. So, for me, I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards a Celtic win for, for this game. There you go, chaps. If you're listening, it's a Celtic Hearts final in Scotland in just a month's time. Right, it's time to do our long shot acker now. Once again, pick something between 2-1 to one and 5-1 to one for this weekend. There was no joy last week. A complete bust, actually, as our good friends Everton won. Who would have thought that? Liverpool only drew, and Watford were once again dreadful at Vicarage Road. So once again, it's time for those long shots. Jamie, I'll start with you this week. What have you got for me? Uh, yes, I've got a draw between Newcastle and Leicester, uh, twelve to five. I think this match is is a pretty evenly um, it's pretty evenly matched at the moment. Um, I think Newcastle they are a better team at home. We obviously saw that with their their win over Wolves. Um, but Leicester they are undefeated in the last three matches. Um, they're beaten Wolves, Palace, and they also got that draw at Old Trafford. So um, yeah, I think this will be definitely an interesting one. And as I said, I do feel it's pretty evenly matched. So uh, yeah, Newcastle and uh, Leicester to draw. OK, then, moving on to James. What have you got for me this week? Yeah, it's not too often that Arsenal feature in this segment, but I think they'll get back on track for win to nil over Southampton, who are absolutely all over the place against Chelsea and they're in pretty dire form. And can't see them giving Arsenal too many headaches if the good has turn up from minute one. You can get the away win and clean sheet double at 5-2. to two. Very nice. I'm going to go a bit bigger. I'm going to hit the maximum of our 5-1 to one range, and it's exactly that. Crystal Palace to beat Chelsea. As I say, I think just the extra time that Chelsea had to face in midweek might just go against them. I know Palace will have their or one of their star men out, but I just I love a bit of FA Cup romance, and I feel that it's all sort of pointing towards two big teams meeting in the final. But I just feel it's a better story if Palace can get there and if they can knock over Chelsea. Who's to say they can't knock over City or Liverpool either? So yeah, I'm going to nail my colours to the Palace mast this week, and that's our three picks for our long shot acker. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's go around the Premier League now and sniff out some more value across the course of the weekend. Only six matches across the next few days, but they're still just as important as any other full week. So where should we go first? Let's go to the white half of North London, actually, as Tottenham play host to Brighton. And James, Antonio Conte's men have already beaten the Seagulls in both league and cup this season. Can they make it a trio of wins during this campaign? And if so, what bets take your fancy? Yeah, I can't see North London Lightning striking twice for Brighton after their win over Arsenal. Graham Potter's men haven't won back-to-back league games since September, and it's nearly 40 years since they even avoided defeating an away game at Spurs. So 
Yeah, Tottenham having a bit firmly between their teeth now. I think they'll win this at a bit of a canter. So minus one on the handicaps is six to four. While Spurs half-time, full-time is seven to five. And Jamie, obviously there's going to be a huge amount of Tottenham bias here. So if we try and take our Tottenham hats off for just a little bit, the top four odds are tilted in their favour and that goal swing is looking even better than it did on last week's show. So with that in mind, has Arsenal's game in hand been somewhat nullified? Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to say it has been. Um, I mean, it's it's just quite crazy to think, you know, maybe even two weeks ago that kind of Spurs are now in this position where, you know, it is almost theirs to lose. I mean, Arsenal, they were in fantastic form just prior to the international break. So to kind of see, you know, this swing of Spurs now being in their hands is pretty crazy. But um, I mean, it's going to be a massive week. I think it's next week for, for Arsenal. They've, of course, got some really tough games coming up. And I think that that will just be totally decisive in, in whether they are able to get that top four um, of course, after the Southampton maps, they've got Chelsea, Manchester United and West Ham. So I think that kind of in, maybe in the next two weeks or so, we'll, we'll kind of really know whether Arsenal are, are capable of getting into that top four. But uh, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing how they get on in those three matches, as I said, against Chelsea, Man United and West Ham. But uh, yeah, it's just it's uh, really heating up in that race to the top four. And James, obviously Brighton did Tottenham a huge favour last weekend, but Spurs will want to put pay to this alliance come this Saturday. Harry Kane... He's been very quiet in terms of goals. He's been laying on so many as of late. You could argue, even without his goals, he's playing the best football that perhaps we've ever seen. The best edition of Kane. With that said, will he finally return to the score sheet this weekend? You certainly think so. He's scored in both victories over Brighton this season. And as you said, even when he's not scoring, he's been playing some pretty majestic football at times. And for once, he's better than evens in a home game against the side sitting in the bottom half of the table. He's 21-20 to to bag any time and... Yeah, I don't think he'll be short of suitors in that department. Well, Jamie, on the topic of goals, much has been made of Hyunmin Song's purple patch in recent weeks. Is the Premier League golden boot now in reach? Because when you look at the market, it's changed quite a lot. Because I think Salah at one point was 1-20 to 20 on. It's not as comfortable anymore. Can you see the boot being worn by the South Korean? Yeah, look, I think it's no coincidence that Sun's really started to kind of find his form in front of goal. I mean, you see the way that kind of Harry Kane's picked up this new role of being a creator. I mean, I think he's got five five assists in his last three matches. So he's kind of really on fire at the moment, Harry Kane. You've got Kulusevski coming into that front three. I mean, that's just been a massive addition for Spurs, um, kind of adding a different dynamic. He's got more assists uh, than any other Premier League player since he arrived in the Premier League. So, um, And then, of course, Sun's movement is just, you know, he's incredible and he just makes these players like Kulusevski and Kane so easy for him to be picked out. So, um, yeah, as I said, it's kind of no coincidence that we're seeing him score these many goals. Um, you know, and then if you look in the race for the, the, the golden boot, you kind of compare the, the form of the two players. Hyungmin Son is, you know, on a, on a fantastic run, whereas Salah's, you know, in a, in a really difficult patch at the moment. So I think Son, he's, he's six to one to six to one to win the golden boot. So I think that that's pretty good value given the, the form of these two players. Well, I guess this weekend could be somewhat of a pivotal week in that race because if you consider Sun playing against Brighton, Liverpool have not action until the following Tuesday. So who knows, if Sun can get maybe a brace against Brighton, it just tightens the gap up even more. And then those odds will shorten dramatically. So I think there's certainly a race there. Whether Salah can keep it, you probably think he'll still be the favourite to do so because although he's in a rut, he's not playing badly. It's just he's not really getting goals and this is only compared to his own high standard. So... If you're a betting man, which I guess we are, we all are, um, you'd put the Egyptian as the favourite, but it's just going to make the race interesting between now and the final day. Right, let's go to the beach now, because Southampton are certainly there after their 6-0 loss to Chelsea last weekend. 
James, the big question is, are they ready to roll out the red carpet to Arsenal on Saturday? I reckon so. You know, the season's done well. While Arsenal are aside with absolutely everything to play for, anything other than a win for them is simply not an option anymore. And that will hopefully bring the best out of them. It was 3-0 in the reverse fixture at the Emirates and the Gunners have lost just one of the last 13 meetings between the two. And at 19-20, to 20, they're going straight into my basket. Well, Jamie, it's fair to say that goals have been in short supply for Arsenal as of late. Just one in the last two league matches. As I say, Southampton's season is all but finished. So with that in mind, how does a Gunners win and under 2.5 goals sound to you? Yeah, well, I think you're right there, especially with Lacazette. Kind of a lot's been made of his goal scoring form recently. I mean, he's just really struggled for them. And uh, you look at that front three of maybe Odegaard, um, of course, Smith-Rowe, Saka and maybe Martinelli, any of those three, you know, they've not been particularly prolific this season. So I think you're right in terms of maybe under under 2.5 goals. Uh, the Gunners are at 7-2 uh, to two to win and under 2.5 goals, um, which I do think is quite a good shout. As I mentioned, they do kind of, they are lacking a real prolific goal score at the moment. So in terms of struggling for goals, that could be a good shout. Um, I do think that Arteta will kind of look to make the necessary changes as well to, to kind of win this match and get back on track. I think we'll see maybe Pepe come in for the likes of Lacazette. I think Tavares maybe coming in for Laconga and then Xhaka, of course, being put back into midfield. I know a lot of criticism from Arsenal supporters was on Arteta for, for changing that midfield. Um, so I am backing them to kind of, uh, you know, make the necessary changes and, uh, and, and return, uh, return with the win against Southampton. Yeah, you're certainly right about Arsenal's midfield against Brighton. Although it's easy to say in hindsight that Xhaka being ported to left-back and ruining the balance was probably integral in Brighton having a stronger foothold in the game. On the flip side, if Arsenal win that game with Shaka at left back, Arteta is lauded as a managerial genius. So you kind of you can't really win on that aspect. But as you say, I think after losing to Brighton, you're then going to think there's no way that Shaka will be playing left back again, as bad as Tavares was against Crystal Palace. I think Arsenal are still stronger with Shaka in midfield and Tavares at left back. So it will be interesting to see what happens there. It will also be interesting to see what happens at Vicarage Road because James. Watford are languishing near the foot of the table. Last week, I mentioned it was eight successive home defeats for the Hornets. It's now nine. Is there any reason to suggest it won't be ten come this weekend? Well, I guess the only case you can make is that Brentford are safe and have very little to play for. But that hasn't stopped the Bees going on their best run of the season, beating Chelsea and West Ham in the last fortnight. And the away side are actually really good odds here. They're 13-8 to eight at some places to win this one. And even if you want to hedge your bet a bit, then Brentford draw no bet is 5-6. to six, So... Money back on that one if it ends all square. Watford are a funny one. They seem to make a bit of an impression against the better sides in their division, but go out on a bit of a whimper against the weaker ones. And with the bees buzzing a bit at present, I can't see anything other than the away victory. Well, as I say, I mean, Watford have just been dreadful at home. And I think when you look at your home form, is meant to be the bastion of any survival bid. It's no coincidence that they are where they are. Obviously, they did pick up two decent away wins at what Villa and Southampton but even they are a distant memory now and I think they are kind of slowly going about their business and that business is going to the Championship next season something that isn't the case for Brentford Jamie because they're the opposition for Watford this weekend it's 12 points from 15 4 wins from 5 obviously those 4 wins come when Christian Eriksen plays a full 90 do you mm. envisage more of the same this Saturday? Yeah, I, th I think you have to. I mean, as you mentioned there, they're just in great form at the moment. Brentford, Watford, on the other hand, they definitely seem to be running out of steam. They've, of course, thrashed 3-0 by Leeds on the weekend. They've now lost four of their last five matches. So um, I think they're definitely a side that are really starting to take, you know, 
form that bottom three. And uh, I think it's going to be very difficult to see Roy Hodgson getting them, getting them out of that bottom three now. Um, but Brentford, you know, they just seem to be kind of firing now at the right moment. They do look to be safe. Um, with with kind of picking up those many points from from the last couple of matches, um, they've of course won back to back London derbies as well with Chelsea and and West Ham. So um, yeah, I, I think Brentford, given Watford's form, I think that uh, you've definitely got to back the bees with this one. Right before we move on, I'd like a correct score from you both. It doesn't matter where in the world it is. I just want that outcome spot on. So James, I'll start with you this week. What have you got for me? Well, I had to join this segment the last time we were at Wembley, so I'm going to go back there for my pick again. I'm going to go for Chelsea to beat Crystal Palace 1-0. Thomas Sugar's men, of course, did a double over them this year, and although I don't think this one will be quite as straightforward, I think they'll just get over the line. So that 1-0 win is 13-2. Very nice. And Jamie, what have you got for me this week? Yeah, I've actually gone for Chelsea Palace game as well. Um, as I mentioned, kind of in the earlier segment, I've gone for over 2.5 goals. So um, in this one, I've gone for a 2-1 Chelsea win um, at 15-2. to two. I just think that Chelsea, they, they are in great form at the moment. Palace, they are miss, going to be missing Conor Gallagher. I think that that is such a key player to be missing. So um, yeah, I'm definitely back in Chelsea to win this one. Um, and I've gone for them to win 2-1 at 15-2. At Okay, to make things a little more interesting, obviously I backed Palace in the long shot, so I'll give my input on the correct score. I'll go for a 2-1 Palace win in 90 minutes. I don't know why. I just I just got just got a feeling. Who knows? It could be wrong. We'll talk about it next week if it is, no doubt. But if it is right, we'll talk about it as well. And of course, if you're betting anywhere this weekend, check out freebets.com for all the latest betting insights and betting tips. Right, there are still a few more Premier League fixtures to digest, and there are three to be precise. So let's first go to Old Trafford. And James... When you look at Manchester United, is even a top six finish now looking a bad bet at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't bat Manchester United across the road if I was offered one to three <laughs> to successfully manage it. And yeah, I do think it's a pretty poor price, really, especially when you look at their final seven games. They've still got to face Arsenal, Liverpool and Chelsea. And you also have a right banana skin of the final day when they head to Crystal Palace. So, yeah, it's a bet I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot barge pole this moment in time. Blimey, Man United fans. Have you heard that? Not even crossing the road, we wouldn't back you. But, you know, one point from six, I guess it stands to reason. So, Jamie, of course, they play host to Norwich this weekend. The Canaries got the better of Burnley last Sunday. It's given them, shall we say, the smallest flicker in terms of light. Surely that candle's got to be blown out soon. Yeah, well, I think the bottom three is pretty much settled already with Burnley, Watford and uh, Norwich in it. I think there's definitely a reason why Norwich are still uh, 1 to 150 to, to go down. I think that they're pretty much, unfortunately, you know, kind of nail in the coffin will come sooner or later. They just left themselves too much work to do now. You know, they did get that win, but, you know, there's still seven points adrift of safety. I think Everton, although they're a side we've been very critical of, they've showed signs of getting points at home um, at Goodison Park. So I just think that they'll kind of be able to keep maintaining that seven point gap. Um, and then, of course, I think that, you know, so they've got some very tricky games coming up. They've got... Um, what, they've got just one side who are in the bottom half as well, in it, which is Newcastle in their remaining fixtures. So um, their fixtures don't don't look pretty bleak as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Norwich are definitely a side that will go down this season. I quite like the thought of Frank Lampard playing our podcast in the dressing room saying, look, guys, there's your motivation. Listen to what they're saying. Obviously, it might have worked on Saturday. But as you say, Jamie, quite quickly, I think with Burnley's swing of results, obviously Wednesday, they're on a massive high after beating Everton. The gap's down to one. And I think a lot of people, now incorrectly, did the maths of, well, actually, if Everton lose to Man United and then Burnley win at Norwich, that's two points clear of the Toffees. But, of course, it's now swung back to four. And I think just that deflation of losing to 
what has been a poor Norwich team this season, I think that might just be the, the real hammer blow for Burnley. And I think as much as we kind of wanted real genuine drama and a big, big team going down, I think it's going to be three of the, the minnows that finally get swept up and put into the Championship next season. But James, as for the United-Norwich game itself, as I mentioned, United just one point from six after their Tottenham win. That's meant to be the, shall we say, watershed moment, the kick-on to Champions League next season. That's not the case. So what markets take your fancy in this one? Well, of course, I think United will beat Norwich, but I don't think anyone will relish backing them at one to four. I'd perhaps be inclined to go down the both teams scoring route to try and boost the value a bit. Norwich, we know, aren't great goal scorers, but they've kept themselves alive in the race against relegation with that win over Burnley. And they did also cause United one or two problems at times in the reverse fixture. So I like the United win and BTS double at 19 to 10. And Finally, a dabble on the home goals market as United have scored four times against Canaries in three of the last four meetings at Old Trafford. So over 2.5 goals for the Reds is 11 to 10 and over 3.5 of them is 11 to 4. Well, Jamie, obviously Norwich, they have to win. There's no doubt about that. They can't really do the draw. If you look at what they need now, it's at least three wins, maybe even four to stay up. And then you're probably worrying about some other draws in the last seven matches. So a Herculean task, shall we say. Can they at least get something at Old Trafford in terms of goals? Can you see both teams to score taking place at Old Trafford? Yeah, well, look, last week I, I kind of backed Manchester United to not pick up all three points against Everton. I think I backed to kind of a, a draw. So, right. you know, even in even in this one, I just I just don't think they'll win emphatically. I think Norwich are a side that will will kind of. I can't see them getting something out of this, but I think they'll they'll make it kind of a, a difficult game for Manchester United. Um, I just think they're in kind of this spell at the moment, United, where they just are, they're really struggling to produce these performances. So potentially both teams to score, I think, is a good shout. I think that that's evens um, for that to happen. United they've conceded in all of their last four league matches. Norwich they've scored four of their last five. So. I think it's I think it's pretty possible that for both teams to score in this one. As I said, just Man United's form is is just so poor at the moment. So um, I can I can definitely see both teams potentially scoring this one. Well, you look at Manchester United at the moment, and there's a sense that maybe they have down tools for the season. Once the deflation of maybe we're not going to get top four, you kind of then looking at a score which is operating under really what is a supply teacher to the end of the season. That you know if they finish sixth or seventh. It's immaterial, really. They're not going to get the biggest prize of the Champions League return. So it's a sense of going through the motions. And as I say, they are going to be favourites to win. There's not going to be a great amount of value. But Norwich might sniff at that and think, do you know what? This is a team that doesn't really care. We need a win. We need to stay up. There might just be a little twist in the tail at Old Trafford. James, we're going to the London Stadium as West Ham play host to Burnley on Sunday. Before that, though, what odds will you give me on the Hammers to qualify to the Europa League semis from Thursday? Well, they're eight to five to qualify, which makes them underdogs against the four to seven Frenchman. But I think they're worth taking a chance on. Leon did have plenty of the ball, but it didn't really make a huge impression on me, despite that numerical advantage following Aaron Creswell's red cards. And worth bearing in mind that four of Leon's last five games have ended in draws. And I don't think there's a great deal between these two. So a stalemate inside 90 minutes makes sense to me at five to two. Well, Jamie, we kind of mentioned Burnley and their hard work being undone. Can you see any flicker of light for them in terms of the bottom three? Obviously, Veghorst was meant to be trunked as their, their new signing, their Chris Wood replacement. One goal, it hasn't gone to plan, has it? So, although they are you know, always a robust team, there's been such a, a dearth of goals at Turf Moor. Is that going to be their undoing? Yeah, well, I, th I think over the last couple of weeks as well, I've been saying that the bottom three is kind of really taking shape. And I think Burnley are, are definitely one of those three teams that will probably go down. 
Um, I, I, I think the th- you know the three currently who are in it, they will be the three to kind of drop. Um, the Clarets, they definitely need to win on the weekend. Uh, they do face West Ham side, who of course you know they, they travel to Lyon in midweek, so potentially they'll need to take advantage of that if they have any hope of, of really staying in the division. But I, I just think West Ham will be too strong um, at the moment, especially given their form at the London Stadium as well. Um, Burnley, they've also been pretty poor away from home. Um, they've only they've won once all season and they've lost eight of their fifth away matches so um, I think it's very unlikely to see them getting anything from this even if West Ham, Ham are in European action so uh, yeah I, th- I think a West Ham win is, is definitely on the cards for this one Well James if we look at the tail of the tape for Sunday we're kind of referencing now West Ham and the potential for 30 extra minutes and maybe penalties as well with that in mind would you wait till at least Friday to place any bets for this game on Sunday? Yeah I'd certainly be holding fire here although It'd only been the case of deciding whether or not to simply back West Ham to win. Burnley, absolutely atrocious at Norwich last weekend in a game that they really had to go and win in order to keep the pressure on Everton. And I just don't see much Premier League quality in that side. If the game was tomorrow, I'd have no qualms at all about sticking Hammonds in an accurate odds of 8-11. to 11. And honestly, I doubt my opinion will change all that much in a few days' time. OK then, Jamie, I've given you a virtual £5 free bet. Now... Are you going to go big on this one? Obviously, it's free money. Or we try and play it a little bit safer and just get some guaranteed winnings. What markets take your fancy here? Well, as I mentioned there, I think West Ham, they'll definitely get the better of Burnley. I just think Burnley are playing too poorly at the moment to kind of get everything from this one. Um, I've got a couple. I've got West Ham to win to nil at 7-4. to four. I think it's a good shout. Burnley have failed to score in five of the last six matches. Um, also, potentially a 2-0 win for West Ham at 15-2. to two. I think it's a decent shout. Um, there is another one as well in terms of the goal scorers market. I think Jared Bowen uh, to score uh, to score any time is two to one or, or potentially six to one. I mean, Jared Bowen he's been fantastic for West Ham this season. I think he scored a number of goals at the London Stadium in particular. So um, I, I like the look of Jared Bowen potentially getting on the score sheet at two to one in time, as I mentioned, or six to one to score first. It will be interesting to see what David Moyes does between now and the end of the season, and of course, a lot of that will depend if they can deal with Leon on Thursday because. As we kind of referenced before on shows, it's all about where you put your eggs in what basket. And maybe if West Ham do get to the semi-finals of the Europa League, it might be that the Scots says, do you know what, actually the shortest route here to the Champions League is going to be three more matches rather than trying to hunt down Tottenham and Arsenal in the Premier League. So I think, as you both rightly say, to deal with Burnley is going to be fine. But games thereafter, if they're still in the Europa League, I think you might have to approach with a bit of caution, but that's something we'll probably pick up on next week once we know where they are in the competition. Right, next up, we'll go to Tyneside as Newcastle plays to Leicester. James, the Magpies have won the last four league outings at home. What price can you give me on making it five? Would you like to press the double chance in here? Well, I'm, I'm actually going to go for a Leicester win here. The Newcastle's bogey team, especially at St. James's Park, they've won on all of their last five trips to Tyneside, and despite their pretty inconsistent season, I still think there is a very decent team in that Leicester side, and certainly one that is better than the 5-2 to two they're being priced up at to win this one, and at 4-6 to six for the Foxes all draw in the double chance market, I think that's very good value. I just chucked the Uno reverse card on you, because you were definitely expecting a Newcastle or draw bet from me. I was, you've done me there, haven't you? So, hands up. So, Jamie, obviously, West Ham's European fortunes we just referenced, does the same logic have to be applied to Leicester? They made many changes last Sunday with PSV first leg in mind. They still won against Crystal Palace, but you could argue that Palace had this Sunday in mind. So, again, will team changes or the likely team changes disrupt the markets before kickoff on Sunday? 
Yeah, well, obviously, I had this one in my long shot as kind of a draw. Um, I, I definitely do still kind of back that. Um, but I, I think for sure this that will definitely play a part on the weekend in terms of, you know, maybe Leicester suffering a bit of fatigue. Um, they, of course, face a pretty tricky PSV side on Thursday. Um, of course, they've got to go away to the Netherlands there. Um, the tie is finally poised at nil-nil. So I think that that is going to be a very difficult game for them and could potentially have an impact on it. But I still think, you know, as James said, I do think that you've got to make Leicester favourites this one regardless. Um, but I think if you look at Newcastle at home, they just seem to kind of be a, a, a different beast, really. There, as, as I mentioned, they, uh, re, you know, after three consecutive defeats, they bounce back at home with a, an impressive one-nil win against Wolves. So, you know, potentially that does even it up. And as I mentioned, you know, Leicester they are starting to kind of pick up a bit recently in the league. Um, so I, I still fancy a draw for this one. But uh, you, you'd think that maybe that uh, that Europa League conference tie could uh, could play a part on on Sunday. Well, let's go to Europe now. Passports at the ready because we're going to go to the Europa League first. Although, actually, we wouldn't need a passport for this one because we're going to Glasgow. So, James, Rangers need to overturn a 1-0 deficit against Braga. How do you see this one panning out and what bets take your fancy here? Yeah, I, th- I think Rangers, at the very least, will win the game. Whether or not it's by more than the single goal they need to, I'm not so sure. But Braga really are no will-beaters and they have a pretty poor away record in the Europa League this season. The Portuguese side... Been beaten by Michelin and FG Sheriff in this competition on their travels, plus a defeat to Red Star Belgrade, who Rangers, of course, beat in the previous round. The home win for Rangers looks an absolute steal to me at evens, as does half time, full time at 23 to 10. Not many sides deal with that hot Ibrox atmosphere on European nights. I just can't see Braga being one of them. I can't either. I think Rangers will qualify, actually. I think they might snatch that 2 0 and just do enough. But, Jamie, in terms of West Ham's Potential opponents, Barcelona, they left it late to get the better of Levante in La Liga on Sunday. How can they get the job done against Eintracht Frankfurt on Thursday? Yeah, as you mentioned there, it's a big win for them. Of course, Luke de Jong scoring the 92nd minute to kind of win it for them. Um, obviously, cementing their, their place in second at the moment. Uh, they are joint on points with Sevilla at the moment with 60, um, but they do have a game in hand. So uh, I think in terms of the top four, I think we'll see Barcelona back in the Champions League next year. But uh, yeah, in terms of this one on Thursday, I think it was pretty much of a surprise to see Frankfurt manage to hold Barcelona last week. Um, I think they're in such poor form at the moment, uh, Frankfurt. You know, they lost 2-1 at home to Freiburg on the weekend. Uh, they're ninth in the Bundesliga and they failed to win any of the last three. So, um, yeah, I, I think this one will Barcelona should be able to comfortably cruise for, especially being at the new camp. James, how do you think Leicester will fare against PSV? They're now third favourites in the Europa Conference League. Can they fare any better in the Netherlands? And if so, what takes your fancy? It's a tricky one, this, isn't it? I don't think I was the only one who expected goals in the first leg. And on another day, we would have gotten both sides had their chances in a frantic first half. And PSV really should have got a penalty in the second. I think we'll get both sides scoring this time. And it's pretty generously priced, actually, at 8-11. to 11. Leicester haven't kept a clean sheet in two away games in this competition. Well, PSV conceded four against Copenhagen at home in the last round. But in the interest of patriotism, especially as I'm an East Midlander myself, I'm going to back Leicester draw no bet. There's some good value to be had in that market this week, actually. And the Foxes at 9-5 to five is smack bang in the centre of value town. It is indeed. And also, of course, if they do proceed, they'll be in the final four, which is what Roma hoped to be. And Jamie, Jose Mourinho must be sick of the sight of Bodo Glimp because they lost again. 2-1 to the Norwegians in the first leg. What has grabbed your attention before the second? Yeah, well, I'm looking at this one and I definitely maybe fancy an upset here again. Um, Roma, they did, you know, respond with 
a two-one victory on the weekend, but they, um, you know, they needed two late goals against the bottom club to to kind of get the victory. Um, so they're maybe not in the best form at the moment. Um, they, uh, you know, at home they have been good this season. However, in the last round against Vitesse, they only did draw one all in that in that second leg at the at home. So potentially, you know, there, there is possibility possibility for an upset here. You know, Bodo, they just seem to kind of keep getting the better of Roma. So, you know, Bodo to qualify in 90 minutes at 2-1, to one, I think could be a good shout. It could indeed. And if that is the case, then obviously the Jose Mourinho era at Roma might take a bit of a departure because he does like to sort of throw his toys out the pram and he was probably brought in to win the Europa Conference League at the very least and he's done nothing really in Serie A. So I guess the magic, the appeal of the once-time special one is fading further. Okay, the final bit of business before we go is the odds on threefold. We all pick a leg each and combine it into an acca. Try and go for bets over one to two, but less than evens. And let's see if we can get another combined winner over the line. I'll start. I'll go for Manchester United. They let me down a couple of weeks ago, but I've forgiven them. They've got Norwich. They're bottom. I know Norwich need a win, but surely United need to find one themselves. I'm going to go for Man United to win at odds of one to four. Jamie, what have you got for me? Yep, I've gone for Swansea to win at home against Barnsley at four to six. I think the, Sw- the Swans have won four of their last five matches. Uh, Barnsley, they of course going to this one in the bottom three. So um, yeah, I, th- I think Swansea would definitely get the better of them at uh, four to six. And James, the same for you. What have you got? Yep, my pick is Arsenal to beat Southampton at nineteen to twenty. They just have to go and win this, don't they? And although Southampton will probably react somewhat after their hammering from Chelsea last week, I think the Gunners will be a little too strong on the day. A solid pick, and I think you're exactly right. So best of luck to us all. Let's hope we get another odds-on acker over the line. Right, that brings us to full time. So I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. James, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Pleasure. Cheers, Dan. And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me. Yep, thanks, Dan. All good. Cheers, guys, and also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. (laughs) 